wolves will come in among you. This was a dire warning in the epistle reading that we read today. Conflict over church doctrine is nothing new in the church. And sometimes it's not even so lofty as truth. It can devolve into personality and differences of opinions. Witness what we read this past week in the daily readings about Paul and Barnabas who were fighting over John Mark. Should they take him with him or should he not? And Paul was angry because he abandoned him last time. And, and Barnabas was of the opinion that he should be given a second, opinion, second opportunity. And so they parted ways. So the church in her wisdom has developed the best possible means to preserve unity in the church, which, as you know, we pray for every divine liturgy. We pray for the unity of the church. But alas, conflict is inevitable. Example, the MP and the EP, the Moscow Patriarchate and the Ecumenical Patriarchate and their breakup. And this is not without consequence. It filters down to the local level to cause uncertainty and doubt, feeling compelled to choose sides. We all want to be on the right side, after all. Thus we celebrate today the fathers of the first ecumenical council, 318 fearless men who gathered in 325 in Nicaea to sort out a few disagreements. The important part is they gathered. They got together to discuss, debate, argue their points, and in the end, guided by the Holy Spirit, they condemn the teachings of one of their most prominent, charismatic, and influential clergy in their midst, the presbyter Arius, who had mistakenly supposed that Christ was a created being and not the pre-eternal logos. Perhaps inconsequential to the everyday man, but not to Athanasios or Spiridon or Nicholas. Some may write this off as the victors write history in order to dismiss the process, the results, or the paramount importance of this teaching. But to them, in their moment in history, it was worth dying for. So how do we know what we are fighting for is worth dying for? That's an important question. Who can explain to me the problem between the MP and the EP that will make me fall on my sword for one side or the other? Now, there may be some of you out there who are steeped in internet chatter and have a full grasp of the situation. I do not. Who shot Joe is not a question I can answer with any certainty. So rather than devolve into a sort of raucous tribalism, 
and start choosing sides, which has happened and is happening around the world, I would recommend that none of us take on the mantle of bishop and start sowing seeds of dissent and division. Pray, yes. Become educated, yes. Be patient, yes. But don't self-elevate to bishop. It is not your job, nor were you given the responsibility nor the authority to make those decisions. Unity around the holy table has been the hallmark of orthodoxy since its inception, and it is only in hindsight that we see with clarity the monumental challenges that the church faced and who was right and who was wrong and how the Holy Spirit protected and guided and raised up men and women of humility, conviction, and true faith to help keep us on track. But as we see in today's celebration of the Holy Fathers of the First Ecumenical Council, the fundamental principle was that there was dialogue, there was meeting, there was coming together in this darkness is exposed and light helps us see clearly. It's not about power or force or about, it is about seeing and understanding and if necessary, dying, but not killing, not dividing, but rather sacrificing yourself. May God protect and restore the unity of his church. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.